0: Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. And I was sparked by this event that they're going to show you right now on YouTube. I love technology. I tell you, I use it every night. I listen to a preacher every night. I read my Bible on it. I love it. So, this is what inspired my sermon tonight. It Central! Come on, guys, it. Central's in competition here. We become bad parents. We went to all of them, me and Walt. We learned to do this. Y'all seen them do that, counting. I had spiritual experiences watching this. What do you do? You keep on playing. When the lights go out and it gets dark all around, I don't know if you've seen some of that, but they couldn't even get them to stop because they were so engrossed in the routine of it that they couldn't hear them hollering at them to stop. People were running out with their phones with their lights on just trying to give them a little light because they knew they weren't going to stop. So what do we do when the lights go out? we just keep going. We just keep going. When the devil tries to put out a light, we just keep playing the song that we know. We just keep walking the walk and talking the talk and dancing the dance and shouting the shout. We keep on doing the things that God wants us to do because we understand that in the midst of darkness, God is still the light. How do you do this? How do you keep going when it's dark? Let me tell you just a little bit of things about what they did when they were able to keep doing this. One of the things that they had in their lives was discipline. There was discipline that they practiced almost eight hours a day. They were on the field in the heat In the summer heat on the blacktop, they practice hour after hour. Now, at the top of the tower would be the coach. They would be down on the field, and he would be instructing them what to do. And there would be a time when he would say, he'd blow his little whistle to get their ear, and they all come to attention. And they all were silent. There wasn't no talking. There wasn't no anything. But they were listening to the instructions. So dip, discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or codes of behavior. They practiced. They exercised. It's an activity of exercising a skill repeatedly over and over and over again till it becomes in their, embedded within their thinking pattern, in their heart and in their spirit. It becomes something that they can do at home just by listening to the sounds of it. I see Aaron going through the house and she'd be doing all this stuff, you know, and counting and going on, and not even any music because she was embedding it in her spirit and in her soul. There is listening. It is Uh, The ability to receive and interpret messages and communication processes. Listening is a key to all effective communication. How many of you know that? We know that, don't we? Uh, Without this ability, we actually miscommunicate when we don't learn to hear. How many of you got two ears? You know, most, God had to give us two ears because we needed to hear twice as much. Because some of us have selective hearing. We only hear what we want. I think that fails. No, I won't say that. Um, but in, in, the, in the real world, in the spiritual realm of our world, which is the real world, Jesus writes uh, letters as embedded by John. He tells John to write letters to the seven churches of Asia. And as he is instructing those churches, he also is correcting them. And he's also admonishing them for good works. And then he's correcting them for not so good a work in some of them. In the book of Revelation in chapter 2. And it uh, covers a couple of chapters there where he deals with this. But at the end of every uh, dealing with every church, this is what he says to them uh, John writes to these seven churches, and he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The wise believer takes the time to listen with his spiritual hearing to what the Spirit is saying to the church. This is as needed as today as it was in the first century. We need to hear and follow the Holy Spirit. We need to discipline our lives in the Word of God and in prayer and communication with God. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to produce in us a healthy, vibrant, Spirit filled church capable of preaching the gospel to all the world. That's what God wants. He wants our attention, and He is the one instructing us through the Holy Spirit. And he is wanting us to come together. I I kept thinking of this band and I thought about their instruction and how they uh, were coming together and working together. If one member had not worked together with another, they'd been falling all over each other in the dark. But because they come together as a body or one corporate group together to work for the prize that was set before them they worked in harmony it wasn't about one hearing the sound of one no more than the other they all made the sound to make a good distinguished sound it wasn't that one had to be louder or lifted up higher than the other Even though that there were some that were given single things to do, they still all had to work together as a group to make this work right. And it inspired them. So they exercised. They worked hard. They disciplined. They listened. They paid attention of what their surroundings were. And I know from field to field, it was always different, especially on the blacktop. There were things that would uh, get in their way, you know, the edges and riffles and things like that. But there was this daily exercise. And in Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, verse 1 says, But reject profane or myths of old wives' uh, fables. And that's tales, and exercise yourself toward godliness. You're supposed to exercise yourself in godliness. For body exercise profiteth little, but godly is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. So there is a body... Uh, There is an exercise of the spiritual realm that we need to exercise ourselves in, our senses to determine good and evil and exercise that we know how to hear the sound of the Holy Spirit. Because like Brother Rob was saying, there's sometimes the lights are going to go out. Sometime in your life, you're going to face a dark situation. Uh, Like Christina talked about, somewhere you're going to face some things that it seems like there is nothing else. But if we all know the sound and the tune to the song and we all know the the way that the spirit is leading us when we go people won't have to holler for us to stop in the field we just keep playing we just keep going we just keep asking something disturbed me today in my spirit And I got home and I said, Lord, help me, Jesus. You see, sometimes when we get a yes one way, we'll quit knocking for the yes the other way. Because one door is open and we're glad doors are open. We're glad God opens door, but have you ever had a door that was open? You know, and it wasn't the right door. You got a cringy feeling when you started to walk through it or something. You know, I'm persuaded to believe I'm still knocking on some heaven's door about some things. I, I, i like to see the miraculous thing. I'd like to see the thing that is impossible with man, but it's possible with God. I'm still knocking on heaven's door to see what the windows of heaven will break open over us. Because in the darkness, there's still a song being played, because there is faith still rising up to the heavens, that is in us, and is which is in the unseen realm. That's where faith is. It is in the unseen realm of this world. How many of you know that? That faith. Don't quit knocking on the door just because it comes one way. Keep knocking till the door is pushed open from the heavens. To seek for the miraculous. Hebrews chapter 5 and verses um, 12 it says, For by this time you ought to be teachers. He's admonishing them. He's Actually, he has told them, That they had been dull of hearing in verses 11. That they didn't hear good. Their hearing, something was wrong with it. How many of you know what distracts hearing? What what distracts hearing? Noise. Clamor. Occupation of things that we watch on TV or we hear. uh, uh, Rumors, gossip. Noisy things. It makes our hearing dull. But he said, you've heard some things and it's dulled your hearing. He said, but you ought to be teachers and you need some to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And ye have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes." takes Only of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. In other words, he does not know how to use the word of God in the dark time. He does not know how to apply the word when the lights have gone out. And when the devil has raised up against you, does not know how to be skillful in quoting and using the word of God that should be planted and sealed in our memories. But we do not practice his word. We do not meditate on his word. We do not let it... I'm sorry, Uh, forgive me. That's not you, that's me. I do not meditate on his word like I should. Matter of fact, my computer sometimes has got a little bit older and it doesn't bring up things as quick as it should. Or is it because I haven't put it in there as much as I should? Has it been that I have not meditated on it and my ears have become dull of hearing because of all the clamor that is around about? But he said, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Your senses exercised. Your senses exercised. How many of you love to exercise? Let me see, where's the buff people at? Oops, that's what I thought. Bill, they're sitting behind you, right? Um, anybody? Hmm, Isaacs? The Stanley boys look a little buff. They work. They work out. Tristan? Tristan, you lift a few lift weights, yeah? I got a body by Jake. Whew. glory to God. I hate that thing sometimes. Uh, I, you know, I I, I I, realized a few months ago that if I didn't do something about my body, I wasn't going to be able to walk. I realized that, you know, I was getting older and there are things that don't work as well as they used to and if I didn't start exercising a little, now it profited a little, but it's helped me a lot as far as being able to physically get around. Now, I, I don't have a muscle uh, You know, I've got more on top, on bottom than I do top, but I have some on top now, a little bit, because I'm doing some weights and some lifting. But I I, I understood that if I didn't exercise, I wasn't going to be able to walk good. I wasn't going to be able to do some things that I wanted to do when I got 70, which is knocking at the door. I, I knew there's going to be some things if I didn't start taking care of myself a little better. Well, there's some things if we don't take care of ourselves a little more spiritually that we're not going to be able to handle when the lights go out. If we don't exercise our senses and begin to apply the word of God and put it in our mouth and put it in our heart. David said, I meditate on it night and die- day. Why did he meditate on it night and day? So that he would not sin against his God. He said, I got to think about it. I I, got to put it in my heart. I got to put it in my mouth. I got to put it in my soul. I got to put it in my spirit. If these kids had not exercised and disciplined themselves, that when the lights went out, they would have fell all over themselves. But I want you to notice what happened. What happened is when the lights went out and people seeing they weren't stopping, there was a roar. I, I was there. There was a roar that went up and I mean it sh- I, It made cold chills run all over me. And I thought, God, that's what's going to happen to the church. The church is going to be such a beacon in the darkness that there's going to be such a roar and the people are going to say they haven't failed yet. They haven't stumbled. They haven't fallen because that the lights have gone out, because that there seems not to be a clear path. They keep on going. They keep on trucking. They keep on working. They keep on putting God first. They keep on doing it. Hebrews chapter five. I done read that, didn't I? They had a slothful attitude of hearing, it has results in a lack of spiritual growth. The more advanced teachings are adapted to mature believers whose spiritual senses are able to discern between sounds and unsound doctrine. Do you know that's the only way we're gonna be able to discern between sound and unsound doctrine? Because do you know the world that says there of Christ are taking a lot of things on and opening the door for anything to come into God's house? There is going to be a pressure upon the church to accept people that we know that are walking not according to the will of God and God's plan that is in this book. So we got to exercise the Bible says in Romans 10:17, 17, so uh, faith. There is an exercising of faith. You exercise your faith. You pray for somebody and they don't get healed. Do you stop praying for healing? No, you keep praying. You keep praying for the miraculous. You keep praying for the healing. Just because it doesn't happen then... You keep on doing that. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing. Takes both sides. You hear and then you hear some more. Faith comes by hearing the instructions of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. They they learned to do that by hearing the instructions and listening to the instructions. And that's why they were able to perform. Do you know that we're performing today? We are doing the performance of our lifetime here on the earth. That's why I'm here, because I'm in a race to finish. And I'm in a race to win the prize. I'm in the race to do this very well. So I must hear the word of God. For we walk by faith and not by sight. 1 Corinthians. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is not a sight thing because if it is of sight, it is not a faith. If you can see it, it's not faith. Because faith operates in the darkness. Well, haven't you ever had your lights turned out and you wonder what you're going to do? What's going to happen in the dark? Can you find your way through the house when it's dark? Do you know where everything is in the house because you've walked it so much that you know where things are? I can walk through the house in the dark, but if somebody's pulled out a kitchen chair, I'm stumbling over it. But if that chair is where it should be, I don't stumble over it because I know the path around in the dark because that's where I am. So when darkness is all around and this world is full of darkness and when darkness approaches upon the church, what we do is we keep walking by faith. We walk by what we know that is in the Word of God and we trust the Word of God. And in in just reading a few scriptures here and then I'll be closing. I want I want to I want to read these scriptures um, that's found in Hebrews chapter 14 no chapter 12 I'm sorry chapter 11 We know this we understand this by faith we understand by faith that you can't see when you can't see it we understand There's an understanding that comes when there's no sight, but it's because we've practiced it. It's because we've preached it. Paul said if they come preaching any other thing than what we've already taught you, don't you listen to those things. You need to listen to the things that we've preached and we've taught. You need to listen to the Word of God. When somebody's preaching, you need the Word of God laying up here, laying in your lap. We don't even care Bibles anymore. We We need the book in our lap. We don't need it just in our lap, we need it in our mind and in our spirit. We need the Word of God in us. So what does it say? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When the lights go out, faith needs to operate. Something needs to happen. Because the lights went out, they were still able to perform. When the lights go out in your life, are you still able to perform? Somebody asked me the other day, how you holding up? I told Sue, I said, they're waiting for us to fall apart. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't falling apart. My mama's gone to heaven. I'm going, planning on going to see her one day. Matter of fact, he told me to rejoice when there's a death. She's, she's done run her race. Her battle's over. She's fought the good fight of faith. She's went over to the other side. Her first, her last, some of her last words were me, it's almost over. How can you fall apart when you know that somebody's going to see Jesus? How can you fall apart when you know they've stepped over into the other side and stepped into the rims of glory? I'm not going to fall apart because my mother's went on to be with the Lord. I'm just going to live a better life and walk more by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to step over one day and I'm going to see her face to face. But more than anything, I want to see him face to face. I'm going to preach this, okay? For by the elders, they obtained a good testimony By faith we understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. (laughs) We live in such a visible world. We're so attached to the visible. We're, We're so drawn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about me again. I'm sorry. I I don't want to preach at you. I just want to say, are we just so attached to the visible that when things get dark that we can't see in the realm of the spirit? Are we so attached that we couldn't get around because, you know, it's amazing things what happen in the dark. There are some things that happen. There's some things that come out and creep in the dark. You know, there's skunks. They like my house. I, you know, I have to walk, open the door cautiously because they like to come out around the, the house. We have about three that hang out. We have foxes, you know. We open the door a few times and well, there's a fox, you know. Tell I me mean, me one night, I just decided I'd go out taking the garbage, plumb onto the other side of the garage, which is, you know, several hundred, maybe a hundred foot. I don't know, it's a long way. Got over there between the vehicles, in between the vehicles and the garage, and there's a car sitting there with their lights out. In the dark. I'm in the dark, taking the garbage, and I'm looking, I'm going, to put the garbage in. And what's this car doing here sitting here in the dark I don't know what's wrong with me only God knows what's wrong with me I look, there's people in there they roll down their windows I said hello, what you doing <laughs> we're lost oh you're lost, you're up in my driveway next to my garage by, in between my vehicles where nobody can see and you're lost yeah we let somebody out here and they went in your garage I said no they didn't I said, no, they're not in my garage. It's all locked up. Oh, we let them out. We let them out. I'm going, no, that's not right. There was three men and a woman in that car. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm in the dark. I walk back in the house. I kind of discourage them. Go on, y'all need to leave. I get in the house and I thought, boy, that's kind of dumb. They could have drugged me in the car. Nobody had ever known I was gone. I could have screamed my head off. Nobody had ever known I was gone. They couldn't have heard me from the garage to the house. That's how far away it was. But I'm telling you, there was something that happened in the dark. I did not walk in a spirit of fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Now, I don't mean you, you shouldn't be a little smart and not be stupid. Because sometimes we can be stupid. But the Bible says watch and pray. When you're approaching the enemy, you need to watch and pray. You need to have your eyes open to be alert of the enemy and watch and pray. And I understood that night that in the midst of the darkness, the Holy Spirit was with me. I don't know, maybe they seen an angel standing beside of me. I don't know, I hope so. I don't know, but I don't know if I was so convincing. I said, nobody's in that garage, you all need to leave. I know they was up to no trouble, some trouble. They was up to mischief, I understand that. But I understand that I could have been in harm's way. But I have a Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of me, that somehow protected me and kept me in my ignorance. And we got a Holy Ghost that's going to help us and, 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 and help us to be sensitive to his Holy Spirit in this day that we live in. We live in a dark day. They lived in a dark day. Lay lived in a dark day. Look at some of this. I, I, I don't want to read this whole chapter, but I want you to see how dark it was in that day. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain though which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift and thought it to be being dead, still speaketh, what was it that spoke? His blood. But by faith, by faith Enoch was translated away so that he did not see death. And was not found because God took him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, what does that mean diligently seek him? When she wanted to be in color guard, instead of going to the field and practicing for eight hours a day, she practiced at home too. You can't wait to get to church to practice it. You got to practice it at home. You got to make a prayer room at home. You got to have a prayer room in your house somewhere. You got to have a place where there's a visitation between you and God. I don't wait just to Monday night to come to the prayer group and pray. I have a place with God that I have to meet with him and I pray and I have I have fellowship with God. If they had just come together for those times, it would not have worked. But they had to practice it other places. Look at what it says. <clears throat> By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, because Noah was in a dark day, he was moved with godly fear. That means godly reverence. He wasn't afraid. He was moved because of the spirit and the reverence of God in that dark when the lights went out for Noah. Noah. He prepared the ark, the saving of his household, by which he commanded the world and became heirs of righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to come out of the place, which, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, But by faith he went. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreigner in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, their heirs, with him of the same promise. By faith Sarah received strength to conceive, and she bare a child at the old age. By faith, by faith, by faith, On and on, by faith Abraham, by faith Jacob, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses. Oh, by faith and those who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong because... In battle, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tormented, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection by faith. Faith is a race, and we got to finish this race. I want Miss Loretta to come up. What do we do when the lights go out? We move in faith. We have to step into the realm of the unseen. And we take a hold of the substance of faith. And we still walk the walk. Now, one of the most things that I got out of this is is their discipline, their listening, their practice, their exercise, how that they could come together as a group. This church will not do everything it's supposed to do unless we come together as a group and work corporately together, not pulling apart. This is my idea. This is my plan. There is one instructor. And he sits high and he tells us what to do. His assignment... As pastor is hear the Holy Spirit and instruct us in where the Holy Spirit is taking him and taking us. And we here need to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us as a church. and when the lights go out, we're still able to perform and make the sound in the darkness. Are you ready to make a sound? Are you ready to hear the roar? Are you ready to hear the sound of the Spirit? To hear the roar? You know those services where you've been? I was in the service several times. About 3,000 people. Everybody was praying in the Holy Ghost. There wasn't one person not praying in that room praying in the Spirit. Everybody was praying in the Spirit. There was a sound that was astounding. It vibrated. It was like the walls just vibrated. You know why? Because they had one goal. Matter of fact, their one goal was was that every year they would meet to pray the agenda over our nation. They would pray for God's will, for God's plan to be birthed in the earth. I've seen some miraculous things there. I've seen word that presidents were already named and proclaimed before they were ever president. I remember one night a prophecy came and it said Bush would be a fiery man. And he would be in office several months before. Because the agenda was for us all to come for one purpose in the midst of a dark situation and to pray the agenda of God and to move things into the realm of light. Taking it from from this dark world and we reach into the world of the unseen and we pull at it for the will of God. That's what God wants to do in your your dark time. That's what he's done in your dark time. He took you from the darkness and he pulled you. You know what? God's going to be glorified somehow out of that, out of your testimony, out of what you've went through. God is going to get glory and praise for that. So whatever darkness you're walking through right now, just keep playing. Would you stand with me tonight? When the lights go out, what do you do? When the lights go out, what do you do? You keep on playing. You keep on playing your instrument, your sound, your praise, your prayer, your dance, your song, your word. You have it in your heart. You have it in your spirit. You have it in your life. You keep playing. When the lights go out, you keep on going. Tonight, would you just come and let us just pray around this altar and let the Holy Spirit just work in your life and in your heart? See what God wants to do in your life. And let us come together, disciplined, corporately to pray. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you in the name of Jesus. Hello, Hello, i your son of